Hey everybody, welcome to Search and Destroy, our ESPN Esports Call of Duty League program. Arda and Emily with you every single Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern until the end of the season, and we are almost there. Playoffs are upon us. We're going to give our predictions. We're going to head on over the champs. We'll even give our finals prediction. It might change next week. Who knows? I think <laughs> mine's going to change. definitely going to change. Like, I'm filling out this bracket, and I'm like, oh, this is just like a March Madness bracket because it's so large that, like, you know you're going to change your mind on who's going to win once you see the first, like, few rounds. But that's not what brackets are about. They're about making incorrect predictions and sometimes betting money against your friends. There's nothing better for the viewer than for us to be wrong. That's true. <laughs> they like to see <laughs> analysts be dead wrong. It's very true. And that's Make and sure this is content that way. This is this is what we will provide for you uh, on this program. Uh, we have a lot to talk about actually. Before we get to our playoff brackets and predictions, uh, why don't we start with some good old-fashioned bugs and glitches Woo! in the game? Let's go. Can you believe it, Emily? We're t I mean, what a shock. In a year where we haven't had any problems with the game, we're talking about update controversy. Yeah, so I think let's let's talk about the Warzone one first, just okay. because I wanna I wanna bring up the Warzone glitch first because I feel like there's been this, and we talked about this last week, right? There's been this push-pull between like Oh man, the casuals love Modern Warfare and they love Warzone a lot. Like Warzone is just insanely popular at all levels. Like casual player, you know, ex-pros that are streaming, it, just, like professional athletes, everyone plays Warzone. And Warzone generally, outside of like some balance issues, has avoided having any sort of like major, like this game is unplayable moments. Like in uh you know modern warfare has with competitive specifically but this time the demon glitch is back and worse than ever and i tried to replicate it and i couldn't but um so it just didn't happen to me for whatever reason because i kind of wanted to see you know just polygons exploding all over my screen coming out of my gun um <laughs> but yeah there's no eta on on when to fix it i know there are certain streamers who've actually like stopped streaming completely um, because they're afraid it's going to give people seizures. Cause typically when you have like a lot of flashing lights and polygons and stuff like that, it can induce seizures. Um, they have not released a statement outside of, we just don't know when an ETA is, but like the reason why this bug is so big to me is because it's the first time where I've seen, and there are a few others too, but, um, it's the first time where I've seen people who play Warzone be like, oh my God, this is terrible. Whereas usually I only see that from competitive COD re Modern Warfare. And this is unfortunate because in your story, which by the way, you can find at ESPN.com slash esports, you also mentioned that there are many streamers, some prominent streamers that are not playing Warzone right now because they don't want their viewers to have seizures as a result of what's happening with this glitch. So that is definitely a detriment to Warzone that has been traditionally a very popular streaming game. And now mm -hmm. streamers are like, nah, I don't want to put my viewers through that. So I'm going to find something we'll, different we'll, to play. We'll play and Fall that, Guys <laughs> I was just going to say, so Fall Guys has Warzone Demon Glitch to thank for its uh, sudden rise and success. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a great game. It's a lot of fun. No, Fall Guys is great. It's a tilter, but it's great. Great. We, uh, you and I, you and I, uh, I, I guarantee it. In a week, you and I will be hosting the ESPN Esports Fall Guys show, where we <laughs> dive into the meta and yeah, all the time. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so I should stream that game to show people how much gamer rage I actually have. Uh, it's so much fun. Uh, so this exists, obviously. It hasn't been addressed. Another thing that exists, uh, Crim6 brought to light. This is not necessarily a new thing. Uh, but basically, the screen blur when you ADS, aim mm -hmm. down sight, and a player is within your sights, uh, this exists in previous COD games and gives away, this is from Reddit, gives away your position. It's really bad in Modern Warfare because the screen is blurring as he ADSs the building and someone is behind a wall. People will take advantage of this during yeah, search and destroy games. Gives and be away able to, your position. Yeah, locate your yeah. position without even really seeing you. So this is definitely a visual <laughs> bug. Uh, that really shouldn't be in the game. That really shouldn't be exploited. Is it gentle, Is it G8 out of the game? I don't know. I mean, listen, those are all conversations that we no longer have, or at least are public in, in terms of that. So, But what do you make of the fact that, I mean, okay, this exists. Crim6 is making everyone aware of it. We're going into playoffs. Most important time of the year. I mean, so one thing we didn't mention is that they did fix the map, the map glitch that I was yelling about. Yes. Uh, uh, so that's good. Um... I mean, I hope that's that the they start would... button glitch, yeah, right? No, the one right? where you die, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, where it gives away everyone's positioning on the map. Great, great stuff. We've had some fantastic bugs this year. Um, I think, uh, I think this also has to be fixed before champs because it's a huge problem. Um, I think the other big thing is like again, there was no note of it, and. I think, and we'll we'll talk about Treyarch and the next COD later at the end of the show um, and some, I guess, misgivings that people already have about that game. But one thing I will reiterate at the end of the show, but also say now, is I think the most important thing is communication. And I think, again, the thing that people are more pissed off about is that this was not addressed or announced in any way where people are like, we are aware of this bug instead of it just kind of sneaking in the patch and then waiting for pros to discover it and bring it to their attention and then have no communication about it. I think the big, if, if there's one thing I could hammer home, it's like, it's not just the bugs, it's the lack of communication on how to fix them and, and timetables on when they'll be fixed. Yes. And then compare it to a game like Valorant where the communication is incredible between Riot Games and the community, a complete 180 and people are revered like sorry, Riot Games and its and its team is revered, uh, particularly for Valorant. It's a new game, of course. This is a yearly game that comes out from different developers. Lots more cogs in the wheel. Completely understand here. However, uh, definitely taking well, an L think, this year. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing the where uh, I mean, Riot deserves to get some credit from learning from a lot of the mistakes they made, especially early on in League of Legends. Sure. Um, but in terms of COD, the thing that makes it, and you know, we have talked about this, I just brought it up with uh, with Warzone, the fact that there is a distinct casual community that's completely separate, that may not even be aware of competitive, that like does not care. Like this is, they, they're they like, oh, this makes me better. Like I can I can see people, you know, like, I, I, and, and I'm not saying like necessarily every single casual player is saying that, but I, I think that there is this kind of, um, major discrepancy especially with modern warfare between the casual player base and the competitive uh both both player base and also like fandom um that is really unlucky i mean 
yeah, like I, I still I still have friends who are just like, why don't they stick with Modern Warfare for another year? And, you know, I'm sitting here being like, no, you don't understand, you know, like turning red and spitting anger and anger. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think that's another big thing, too, is that like this isn't this isn't like an insane bug like the one that is in Warzone where casual people are going to get upset about it. Right. So that's another thing that. uh should be addressed as well as that that kind of discrepancy between casual and competitive, which is I think been probably the worst in COD that I've seen this year. Like the it's been the largest amount of discrepancy that I've seen in a while. Sure, sure. In terms of complaints, where would you say? Just I mean, I'm obviously the COD competitive community is very outspoken. We've always had people complaining about something. There's always been drama, but like, if you were to compare, just the, just the game, not the not 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 going online, not the pandemic, etc. I mean, just the game itself. If you were to compare the amount of vitriol that you have seen from the competitive community for this title as compared to previous titles, where would you rank it? Uh, I mean, it's pretty up there. Yeah. From uh, I'll say like the caveat is that I just started like covering COD competitive in, in Black Ops 4. So I'm not exactly like the expert to talk about with this, but okay. um, I think in terms of like following the competitive community as a casual fan before I started, before I started covering it, I want to say like Ghosts probably mm. was the last time. But again, like I wasn't as plugged in, so take that answer with a grain of salt. I will say, I think, uh, and a lot of the discussion you've seen on like the COD competitive subreddit and and among like competitive fans has been like, what do we think of Black Ops Four now? And like taking into comparison all of the complaints we did have about Black Ops Four, but then comparing it to the you know kind of travesty that was Modern Warfare for competitive this year, and being like, well, guys, Black Ops Four wasn't actually that bad, right? And when you have a horrible title, the next year's title certainly does uh, seem a little bit better or at least uh, has a lot more hype and anticipation and around it, which we'll get very, to a little bit later. Yeah, are, are looking forward to it. They certainly are. We're going to get to that at the end of the show. Why don't we get through the playoff brackets right now? So, champs on its way. We begin on August 19th. Here is the bracket in full. Uh, you will notice that it is not filled out, so we're going to talk at least to championship weekend uh, as far as we can. Uh, th uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, there are some very interesting matchups. I am pumped. I am very ready for playoffs. Um, I was. I found myself wondering, like, because we're filling out brackets, and like I said, brackets are a lot more about like betting or like you know talking trash with your friends uh, and sure. stuff like that, and not and like being right. Um, I was wondering about the prop bets for this. Like, is there a prop bet for like how many times Hackney is going to be used on domination? You know? Oh my like, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Like, let's, how let's many... get into the matchups. Like, I was just thinking that to myself before the show how started. Many... I was like, what okay, would actually, prop bets look like? Yeah. For this? Why don't we? Why don't we create some prop bets? How about this? How I mean, many? Hackney Dom has to be okay. one. So Hackney, I'm going to write these down. Actually, Hackney Dom. I'm going to say how many face cams are disabled. <laughs> So is that like within a game or within a day? Like that could be a different prop, right? Yeah. Like look on screen right now, there's one, two, three disabled that we just showed right there uh, in a rocker mutineers match. So, I mean, yeah. So like that could be a pro given over under, like it's the over under is three and a half. How many face cams are disabled? What other prop bets would you 
I mean, How? AR AR usage maybe would be one of them. Uh-huh. Uh how many times someone's gonna lag out? Which again, we'll talk about. We'll talk about it being online later too. But like, like I, I feel like one at this point going into champs does have to be like, will we have any? Like, how many online issues will we have? Or like, how many issues will we have from being online? Um, is someone actually gonna DC the over yeah. under? Yeah. And what team it's gonna be? Because some teams are more unlucky than others. Yeah, I mean, that's a very real possibility, and I think that that's going to be a very unfortunate one. The, the The problem is, especially in the actual champs weekend, right? If something goes wrong, uh, like, the, the problem is, is that, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, when we look back on it in 10 to 15, 20 years, like, like a long, what I'm trying to say is a long time away from now, we will be more forgiving simply because we will just look at this entire year under the lens of the pandemic in terms of mm -hmm. esports, right? But right now, that forgiving honeymoon phase is over. Like people are not so forgiving anymore for anything happening online. Like we, the people, the 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 forgiveness has been stretched thin. So anything bad that unfortunately happens that might even be beyond control just happens because it's online. Well, people are just going to be mad. Yeah. And I mean, and the teams are taking this seriously and there's a ton of money involved and you know, like it, I, I, I am crossing my fingers. Like I wouldn't take this, I wouldn't take this bet, but like there would be a bet where no, no, uh, no thing, no competitive integrity moments happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I wouldn't take that bet, but I'm well, just saying. But, but competitive integrity moment encompasses a whole lot of things, though. Okay. No, that like, a... no, like physical, like lag out or, you know, we can't pause the game. So we just continued it. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Competitive integrity moments can be taken like a thousand different ways. <laughs> we broke a DA <laughs> and used three smokes. Yeah. Like ah! three smokes. Up. Oh, sorry. Prop bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, this right. could be a prop bet. Anyway, so let's start game number one, the Battle of Los Angeles. We got Optic versus LA Gorillas. Uh, both teams have made roster changes throughout the season. Of course, uh, Optic Gaming has made several changes beyond that as well. Uh, what do you think about the new players on each roster making impacts? Uh, which one have you been more impressed by? Do the Gorillas stand any chance here at all? <laughs> Um, I mean, I think we saw like flashes of life from the gorillas, especially on S and D, um, as we got closer to the end of the season, but their final performance is definitely going to leave kind of a sour taste in the mouth when you're looking at, you know, betting on them to go forward in the bracket. Um, and, and they're in kind of the, the other unlucky part is that they're in kind of the one and done area where they, they lose this um they're out uh i think the big thing with gorillas is yeah like if they can keep the s and d that they had and then improve on respawn they might have a chance but to your point optic has also made changes and i really love their changes uh that that they have made um before champs so We'll see if uh, we'll see if they can kind of like. It's always weird when you consider momentum, right? Because like I, I don't know how you felt. I've felt really kind of bereft without COD in my life because I'm so used to having like everything going on at once, um, especially on weekends. Uh, and there's a long time between 
optics last performance um, and, uh, you know, where they're at now. Uh, but I do think that I really liked how, uh, in particular, Draza, but both Draza and Hollow looked with this team. I think they looked a lot more coordinated. I think Draza is a beast. Like I want, uh, at the very least, I hope he can continue to make a case for himself as an individual player. So if Optic decides not to keep him, uh, another roster will pick him up for 2021 uh, because he is just really talented. And I'm, I'm glad that they took the chance on him. We already said how big of a risk it was to be doing that. Um, but I, I've really liked his performances with this team. And obviously, I mean, again, it's it's a lot of recency bias, but I think their recent roster changes, uh, the few, you know, the blip uh, in in their series, uh, like the competitive integrity moment that they had aside, uh, I, I do think this roster will beat the Gorillas. Yeah, I think so too. I'm with you. I'm in accordance with you on this one. I think Optic Gaming... Uh, we're, I, I think if the season was longer, Optic Gaming would be due for a good run. I mean, they made a final, they looked good in spurts, but I feel like if there was one team that if the season were longer, uh, they would get their just due, so to speak. A lot of, they had high hopes going into the season, of course, but even with the changes, I felt like they just didn't have enough time to sort of get into their groove before a tournament weekend. Because the uh, uh, many of the changes, particularly the final ones, were made so late in the season that now they're hoping that momentum will be built in the postseason, especially now that they're in a do-or-die situation so early in the playoffs. So, at least for them, I guess, in the sense that they're facing the Gorillas, uh, that might be a matchup that would seem winnable. And so for me, yeah, I, I'm going to go optic on this one as well. Uh, the other one to me is definitely winnable with due respect to the Seattle surge. Uh, they've just had, if there was one team, Emily, that you use the word chalked in terms of their season. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we already brought up uh, how we gave Octane our like best player on uh, you know, or a bad team award or an unlucky team. Um, it really does seem like at the beginning of the year, Seattle got all of these like really talented players together and they're like, okay, we're going to like, and now you guys are going to magically be good. Um, and that obviously didn't work. So I think the thing I hope the most for Seattle is that again, these players get chances on other teams. Um, Paris has been wildly inconsistent throughout the year, but they did look, they put themselves in like as good of a position as they could um, without like flat out winning an event uh, to, um, you know, improve their, like out, like their standing as much as possible. Um, again, we never know, like it's weird talking about momentum because Paris didn't, even play in the final uh they didn't play in toronto like in toronto they played at the second london homestand and that was the last time we saw them so that seems like years ago at this point um but i again i think that they should be able to dispatch seattle in this first round uh regardless of whether we think like they'd be able to carry any sort of momentum from their last event into like making a bracket run i think they'll win this first series yeah, 
I, I would even go so far as to say you could predict the sweep here and nobody would bat an eye, honestly. I hate to say it, I'm not trying to dunk on Seattle. I'm just saying. I think Seattle will take at least a map. They'll take a map. When the, that's I, a, I always that's think, a prop I bet. That is a prop gonna... bet. Will Seattle <laughs> win a map? Yeah. Yes. Will Seattle I mean, win a map? I mean, they have the ability. Like, that's sure. the thing, I think. Yeah, if I was on Seattle, I would just be waiting for the season to end. Um, so props to them for <laughs> some of their players did up. not wait for the season uh, to end. Oh, uh, that's true. You're still still salty about karma. Um, I am. <laughs> I mean, I am too. Uh, I think that yeah. I mean, I still wouldn't take a three zero because I think Paris will drop a map as well as Seattle will take one. So I would go like three one. Next matchup uh, we have is uh, the Subliners versus the Minnesota Rocker. Uh, first thing I want to mention here is uh, condolences to Brian Saint, coach of the Rockers. Mm, yeah. Father passed away. Uh, so, you know, thoughts and prayers. Uh, uh, Brian Saint is, has always been great with us, uh, has come on Coach's Corner many times, and uh, somebody who uh, is very revered and well-respected in the community. So uh, definitely some con uh, definitely condolences to him and his family. I mean, he put himself in front of Reddit and Twitter to yeah. talk about roster moves. Like, yeah, I, I hope he's doing well. So the matchup here is an interesting one in the sense that you have the team that was terrible on LAN and then picked it up online <laughs> versus the team that was amazing on LAN but went terrible online. It's basically a tale of converging teams where they sort of ships passing through the night at one point in the season when when land became online and then they just had completely different trajectories. Uh, the first question, uh, basically, in terms of will the I get people are looking at Minnesota right now and they're saying, well, what about the changes, right? God, our X out exceed is in. Is that going to make a difference here? Sure, it can certainly make a difference. I, I from, from what I've heard. Uh, their their uh, prep has been going pretty well. Scrims are going pretty well. Exceed seems to be uh, uh, fitting into this roster quite well. He's been adding speed. He's been he's been adding spunk to the roster, like just that that spark that was necessary. Uh, that God RX unfortunately was not able to foster while online. Uh, but here's the thing: I I still wonder whether that will be enough. Especially in a matchup where they, their your tournament life's not on the line. That's the other thing. Is like their backs are not necessarily against the wall. Yes, it would suck if they lost, but at least they still have a chance to go to the losers bracket. So I wonder in the situation like that, where it's not do or die, is it enough? And the subliners have already proof of concept. They have a tournament win. They have been playing fantastic online. They have Mac melts. He's been lights out. So I don't know. I I I would go with New York on this one. Yeah, I so I'm definitely going New York. Um, the Rocker still make me sad. I think they're they're like theoretically there is a chance that we see something similar to like you alluded to a a new player coming in and just making all the difference, and the team suddenly looks like 100% better. And it's not because it's like a one to one replacement of talent, right? Like for for whatever reason, the synergy just works. Um, we need a breath of fresh air, whatever. However, I, I think that the main issue is that they have a really tough opponent here. Like New York, despite the fact that they had a disappointing, um, showing as in their, in their final appearance, uh, 
in the I just want to double check. It was the second London series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, you know, they came off winning their own home series uh, and they did not perform as well in uh, for the London homestand. But this team has just been, they, they're where Minnesota was previously, I think, where they're like, they, they, they ended up winning. But like when we talk about them, holistically during the online portion they're they're right there right like they can go toe-to-toe with the top teams it's just a matter of beating them and i don't think it's basically like the new like you said kind of the new version of the rocker right like they're the rocker we talk about them online like we used to talk about the rocker on land and i think people could pick them as like a sneaky dark horse pick to take it all to be honest even with their um, lackluster performance in the their their final uh, appearance. So yeah, I think this is going to go to New York. So we're in agreement there, and we will get to our dark horse picks a little bit later on. This matchup that we're going to talk about next, Emily. This is where things get spicy. Yeah, this is where I'm going to get a lot of hate. Okay, I want to hear your thoughts first on the London Royal Ravens taking on my Toronto Ultra. What's going to happen? Oh, this isn't where I'm going to get the hate. Oh, Um, it's not. (laughs) I think, think, uh, so I have, the way I have my bracket filled out, I actually have uh, London losing to Toronto, but then beating them later on in the loser's bracket. So, um, Oh, that's interesting. I think they're really close. Uh, these two teams and this could go either way. I'm expecting a three two. London has habit of uh, going all five maps a lot of the time in some of these series. Um, And I think they basically I have them falling to Toronto here, but then beating them after they beat Paris in the losers bracket and, and Toronto drops down after losing to Florida. So so, that's how I have it mapped out. I actually have the exact same path in terms of Toronto. Toronto beats London. Toronto loses to Florida. And I did. I actually didn't fill out the loser's bracket beyond the first two matchups, which is my bad. But I want to know something. How do you have Toronto winning in the winner's bracket? What What has changed between that matchup and when they meet in the loser's bracket? Like, what, think- how, how did you justify that? I mean, I don't know. I, I just think they're so close. I think it could go either okay, way, right? Okay. Like, and they just, it it goes the other way as well. Um, I don't know why I'm favoring Toronto. I think Toronto are going to come in. Uh, and again, it seems like forever ago since we saw a competitive COD, like because esports move so fast and this has been a really long break in comparison to the other breaks we've had throughout the year. But um, I think Toronto can still have some of that momentum provided that they're having good practices and take it in and knock out London right off the bat. But again, I think these are going to be like really close matches. Like I'm expecting this to go all five maps. So obviously we have not spoken about the major three teams that many people would consider. Obviously Chicago, Atlanta, Dallas, Florida in there as well. They await winners and losers uh, in winners round two and winners la- round three. So this this is one point I really want to make here. I think this is where we will truly see experience matter the most. And even if we see teams stumble, even if we see 
a major team like a Chicago or an Atlanta, Dallas, whatever, even if they lose a series, I really believe that this is where we're going to see that pedigree shine in the postseason where everybody has the same level of motivation. Now, look, I've been a Toronto homer on this show, okay? I'm not hiding that. I'm from Toronto. I'm proud to be from Toronto. And you know what? Let's make esports fun. Of course, we should be cheering for teams. Let's make it interesting and fun. But listen, Toronto won that series because they had way more at stake than the other teams that were involved, especially at the top. Remember, the top four teams going into that tournament were already locked into the top four spots. They weren't motivated as much as Toronto was. You know, I disagree with you a little bit uh, on this. I know we've talked about it before, but I I I disagree with you on this with FaZe, yeah. Well, I mean, what I'm saying is, yeah, and I appreciated the point that nobody likes to lose and also the fact that they already made it to they made it to the final all the way. But what I'm saying is if that Toronto Atlanta matchup happened, let's say that it happens in the losers bracket in the postseason. I'm willing to say that that result is different 19 times out of 20 than it is in the Toronto home series. Hmm. That's what, that's where I'm, that's what I'm getting at. What I'm saying is I would believe in as much as I'm a Toronto Homer, I would believe in teams like Atlanta and Dallas and Chicago in postseason backs against the wall, your do or die in or out situations than I would Toronto, especially when the motivations are equal. And, And that's, I, and that's why, you're not going to fault anybody for saying, hey, Atlanta, Dallas, they're going to make deep runs. They 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 have a couple victories. They're going all the way, right? They're already mm-hmm. in winners round three. All they got to do is win one game and they're in the winner's finals. So think about that, right? Like that's, that is a great advantage to have. The flip side of that though is, well, that also means that the teams that they could conceivably be playing unless they play Chicago and Florida, they would only have one uh, game of reps behind them. But they could be playing teams that have like uh, several maps under their belt for the entire weekend. And they're already in that mode where you can just have a fluke series if you're Atlanta or Dallas and just be like, yeah, we weren't ready. That can definitely happen. That's what makes it exciting. It is. And that's why I'm glad we have losers bracket. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Losers. Thank goodness for the losers bracket. So, okay, so you filled out the rest of your bracket. Do you want to tell us mm-hmm. how, how you've gone? Okay, th- take us through so, uh, the remainder of your bracket. So the, I think the big, like, we'll just go through winners, which is fine. But, like, I think the big thing that I have is I have Chicago making it to losers finals, but I have them losing to New York subliners in the winners bracket. Um, and this wow. is a controversial take. Um, I have the, I basically have Chicago coming in, uh, like spoilers for my entire bracket. I have Chicago coming in at third. Um, and, but I think, and I think they, I think they make their run through the losers bracket and they just kind of raise through teams in there after losing to the subliners. When I look at, um, I went back and I looked at Chicago, uh, versus subliners in, in their matchups and I, I think that New York can catch them off guard here, but I think that ultimately Chicago is the better team, if that makes sense. So I think they, they lose here and it fuel like that loss fuels them for making it 
almost to grand finals. Big, that is a spicy it's one. A, it's a spicy take, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure I'll get a lot of hate for it. But uh, I mean, it's like nothing against but. Chicago as a team. And I think the the series will be really good. And who knows, maybe I'm completely wrong and New York don't ever look like they did in their final and they just lose here and then they lose to uh it would be optic that they would be playing in the in my version of the <laughs> the losers bracket um but yeah i i think that uh i think that chicago starts slow but ends up looking amazing by the end of it basically is what yeah. i'm is what i'm thinking from this team um they lose one. They lose one series. They get punched in the face, and then all of a sudden they're ready. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then they just get really pissed off and 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 make their losers bracket run. You're poking the bear, awaking the sleeping giant that is the Chicago. I mean, this Huntsman. is this is a good team, and and of the, I think of the top three, they've been perceived as the most disappointing. Um, in in my mind, it's less disappointment and just more inconsistency. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think this is like an insanely good team and they're, they're going to do well. I just think that they're going to get knocked down a bit first. So New York defeats the Huntsman. They move on to face the Atlanta phase. What do you got? They lose to phase. They lose to phase. Phase moves on. New York then goes down to the loser's bracket. Mm -hmm. So now the Toronto ultra have moved on to face the Florida mutineers. This is kind of risky because, again, recency bias. Toronto looked a lot better than Florida. Um, but I have Florida beating Toronto. Okay. I don't know. Like, I'm so shaky about believing in Florida now. Like, I've never had that same Ooh. belief in them that you have. Uh, hmm. You know? Um, what, what, is, what has led to this? Uh, them beating Toronto? No, no, no. What what has led to what has led to your shakiness? Yes. What is the shakiness? What has led to that? I don't know. Like there's there's this perception around them. I think that they um, typically you hear like, oh, this team's been doing super well in scrims, blah, blah, blah with with Florida. And this actually shouldn't be a reason to doubt them. But I think we we talked about it when they dropped so low in the coaches bowl after losing like one one thing um, is that they turn it on when they're at events and that's something that's like a weird intangible that you can't always rely on, I guess, just like you can't always rely on doing well in scrims to translate to an actual event as well. Right. Which we've talked about with the subliners. So it's a lot of my perception. I don't know. I, I feel badly because I like the Florida mutineers uh, a lot. Actually they're, they're a fun team to watch. Um, and I like their players. But yeah, I anyway, I have them beating Toronto. So I don't know why I'm like dunking on them right now. Uh, I have them beating Toronto, but then losing to Dallas in the next round. I I like this bracket so far. I, I We align a lot like this. This is a good bracket, a very solid yeah. bracket. Wait, do you also have Toronto losing to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, okay. I, 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 hundred percent. Florida oh, yeah. I mean, Toronto. You, I think you, you actually believed in Florida a lot more than I have. Yeah, yeah I do believe in Florida. I think that Florida has has it in them to do a deep run. They could actually win the losers bracket. Well, I mean, okay, that, that maybe not because one of Chicago and Atlanta will 
eventually make it down there, at least mm-hmm. to round four. I, I think Florida, yeah, I, I, Florida has a really good chance to make the final, I think. I think that they have it in them to beat any of the top three teams in one series. So you're right? basically seeing Florida like I see Chicago. Yes. Well, okay. I yes, yes, I do. I, I, I do have, and I guess this goes back to the whole uh veteran leadership slash i've been here before and uh we know what to do versus florida had amazing results online but i wonder how much of that's going to even matter going back to the motivation factor of it being playoffs with two mil on the line i mean in defense so in defense of florida here their comms are some of the cleanest chillest comms i've ever heard Mm mm-hmm Honestly, like I, I just spent a ton of time dunking on them, but like Havoc is so chill. Um, and like s- both Skies and Frosty are also very just like they're incredibly communi- communicative um, in a way that's not like really messy and rapid and overly emotional like you would expect in, in some of these moments. Um I actually love Florida's comps. So uh, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because you mentioned veteran leadership. Uh, and I think that even if you like, like I would consider, I would put Havoc kind of in that position on this team. But I also think just generally this team has uh, been very stable in their communication and they seem like they're able to shake stuff off really easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's actually a point in their favor, even though they might not have like the veterans that you would consider on like a you know Dallas Empire for example, where they're specifically designed to have two veterans leading a, a younger like core of talent. So let's fill out the bracket to champs. Then, who are your four teams that will move forward to championship weekend? So I have Atlanta beating New York, and then Dallas beating Florida, and then I have Chicago coming out of the losers bracket to face Dallas after they lose to Atlanta in the winners bracket final. But then I have Dallas beating Atlanta in the grand finals after beating Chicago. Okay. So the, uh, so you have, Atlanta, so I, be- I believe in the empire. Yes. Atlanta, Dallas, Chicago, and your fourth team is, Oh, Florida. I have Chicago beating Florida. So it's still the top. It's, it's actually quite a boring bracket. It's, it's still the top four teams. Okay. Okay. So top four teams will make it to championship weekend. And who do you have right now, uh, winning the entire league? Dallas. Dallas. I actually, I basically, I have them losing losing to Atlanta. Did we? Yeah. 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 I picked Dallas too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no, I picked Toronto. Yeah. No, I picked Dallas for sure. hundred percent. I believe in Dallas. I do. I believe in Dallas. I think this might change. I want to see their performances uh, coming up as we have as we get into playoffs. Obviously, it begins on April ni- on uh, August nineteenth, I should say. And so, in fact, I do want to say this: next week we will actually be on the air after day one yeah, has concluded. We get to break down some matches. It'll be great. Yeah, it's almost as if ESPN Esports Search and Destroy will be like a de facto post game show for day one of playoffs which is awesome so i'm pumped i'm pumped for that and yes we are right now the first question we can answer is whether or not we believe uh based on what we saw from day one i mean 
obviously we're still going to believe in Dallas. We won't have seen too much. Yeah, I was going to say, but, I don't think that affects our opinion of Dallas unless we hear that they've been like, yeah, unless something comes out, right up inting and scrims or something, which we, I don't think it, no. <laughs> it's not something I've heard. We will answer the question. Uh, do we believe in optic and or Paris? Yeah. To go make any further runs <laughs> because we're dismissing the other two teams or maybe we'll be wrong. Who knows? Anyhow, uh, that does it for the playoff preview. We do have one more thing to mention, however, and that is a update on the Call of Duty 2020 release. There is a possible reveal, a possible trailer happening on Friday at 12 noon. My prediction is we will get a Doritos bag, and that's how we will get uh, known about uh, Black Ops Cold War officially. Uh, but what do you make? What, are, are, is it about time? Are, are you happy about this? I mean, I think, uh, I think, so I do think there are some concerns, like as much as I have also been on the train of like, please Treyarch save us from Infinity Ward this year. Um, I do think there are some concerns around this game and some like very legitimate concerns about uh, rely overly relying on like old maps. The fact that this was initially supposed to be Sledgehammer and there are rumors that there's like, there's basically a rumor that they they asked Treyarch to come back because they are just so much more communicative with the competitive community. But there's another rumor they asked Treyarch to come back because Sledgehammer was not finished with this game. Um, so there's a lot of rumors going around right now and I'm not going to lend them like a ton of credibility. But what I do think is people are worried about the most is especially with the, the summit. Um, Announcement is that like they're gonna rely overly rely on like old maps bringing them back, um, and a lot of times we don't see those uh, in competitive. So um, you know, I think I'm like I'm still cautiously optimistic for the competitive community, and it comes back to what I said previously about um, like the fact that regardless of what happens in the game at the very least we do know based on previous years that Treyarch will be a lot more willing to communicate with the competitive community and the players than uh than Infinity Ward was I do think that bringing old maps back is concerning because you know my opinion on like how important maps are in yes. FPS right like Absolutely. that is I've been, I've said that on our Valorant show as well as a critique of Valorant as a whole. Um, and I've said this multiple times about why I personally dislike Modern Warfare for competitive, putting all of the other massive issues aside, it's the maps and the fact that there's only like one I would consider to be like completely like fair map in Gunrunner. And again, that's why I see it so much. Um, and, and all the other maps are really lopsided and uh, just not good. Um, so I, I think, like, I, I'm still cautiously optimistic. I do think there are some concerns in that it's taken so long for the game to come out. And obviously, there will be delays. Like they've said, like, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. There have been delays due to COVID. And I understand that. So I'm not, like, ripping into them preemptively or anything. Um, I do think it's a bit concerning, uh, but I think ultimately we will still have better communication with the competitive community, and that's what matters. And also, please give us good maps. Please give us good maps. That's a great way to end the show. Please give us good maps. Please. Please. All right. No Postseason is upon us. Yeah. No. Gosh. Oh, boy. But more shipments. A lot more shipments. <laughs> a whole ton of shipments. 
Not Thank for you. competitive, but for my own <laughs> amusement, yes. So that we can play shipment and enjoy it. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us here on Search and Destroy. Next week, as we mentioned, it'll basically be a post-game show. So we're going to break down the Battle Ooh. of LA as well as Paris and Seattle. The postseason begins in the Call of Duty League. Big pivotal moment. Let's see how it all unfolds. And we will be here for the entire ride all the way to the championship here on ESPN Esports. Thank you very much for watching. We'll catch you next week.